0: Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert, visionary, and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery.
1: Welcome to Thrive Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Kevin Dole. He's the founder of KBD Consulting that focuses on strategic planning, organizational development, human resources, and the business of healthcare. Kevin, welcome to the podcast.
0: Oh, hey, Amy. Thanks for allowing me to join your uh, podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to be talking about culture and the great resignation and so much going on right now. But first, can you share your journey with us and how you started your consulting business?
0: Sure, I'd love to uh, share. I won't go all the way back to my first job as a courtesy clerk, so we'll (laughs) we'll zoom (laughs) forward from the age of 16 to... My graduate school experience, I attended Willamette University in Salem, Oregon. I earned a Juris Doctorate and an MBA. Later on in my career last year in 2020, I also earned a Master's in in Leadership and Management. So that covers the academic background that I uh, bring to the table as I engage with uh, customers. And my career has been really interesting. I've worked for small organizations, large organizations. I've worked in the public sector, I've worked in the nonprofit sector and the private sector. Uh, most recently, I've worked in healthcare. I've worked for uh, Kaiser Permanente for eight years, and that's an 80 billion, uh, 180,000 uh, 180, employee organization. And then I recently uh, concluded some work as a senior vice president, chief human potential officer for MultiCare Health System, which is a twenty thousand person, three and a half billion dollar uh, organization. After 22 years of completing corporate gigs, through some reflection, and I'll chat about that a little bit later in our podcast, made the decision to make the switch from corporate existence and corporate life to independent consulting.
1: So let me ask you this. What are you grateful for in your journey that you've walked through?
0: I'm grateful for all the experiences that I've been a part of. I've been in some interesting situations as it relates to bargaining, pretty big labor contracts, and most recently, and all of us have experienced this, endeavoring through the pandemic. And in healthcare, it was particularly acute for all the members of the team and for the leaders of healthcare organizations.
1: Yeah, it's been intense. So what do you think has caused the great resignation?
0: Yeah, I I encourage folks, I've had this conversation I don't know, a couple dozen times, I encourage folks to think differently about the great resignation. And I ask folks to change the narrative to the great reflection. And I think that helps us think about the why. So why did that individual decide to leave their employer? And you can get into a more reflective space when you think about uh, the why of each and every individual and why they left the organization.
1: So how can leaders start to create the right culture for people to stay?
0: I think some humility is in order. I know that corporations and companies, they like to share. They like to share their mission, vision, values. They like to train uh, their employees and their leaders as it relates to the mission, vision, values. And, And that might be where it ends. I think it's important for folks to think about Every time an individual engages your organization, they can hear all those words, and you can train them on those words and those concepts, but it takes time for them to adopt that those cultural initiatives, and it's, it's personal to each one of those individuals. I think it's important, I know it's important to think about each and every employee's lived experiences and what they bring to your organization, uh, because it's all different. It's going to be good, neutral, sometimes... Uh, not so positive, the cultural experience they bring to your organization, and they're testing. They're testing whether or not this is a good fit for them uh, personally.
1: Yeah, that's really good advice. So what is a good way to measure progress?
0: I think the key measurement here is retention. Retention of team members. I would take some time thinking about how long tenured your employees are. I would spend some time surveying your employees and asking them why they come to work and what's working well for them, what could be improved. What would make them leave the organization? I think that's a very important question to have or get answers to, to get some concept around. And then you can test it against your culture. Are the things that are being shared by our employees matching up, syncing up with what we think our culture is? and what we think our culture could be in the future.
1: So why are the terms virtual teams and remote not good terms to use?
0: Yeah, this is one of my favorite conversations with folks as well. And and early on in the pandemic, what I shared with multi-care leadership is that we cannot, absolutely cannot use the word remote. And people looked at me strangely because that is the narrative that you see that everywhere. Uh, on the internet on LinkedIn articles from the big consulting houses in and around remote employees and how you engage them and I and there's a feeling that comes along with that word remote it's very interesting because the word remote has within it the word emo so emotional uh, connection to that however when you label somebody it has an impact and if you label someone as remote they might feel distanced from your organization, or they might feel like perhaps a second or third class uh, individual on your team in comparison to those folks that are uh, coming to work each and every day. So I encourage folks to change the narrative. And we did change the narrative to uh, virtual employee, virtual teams, virtual colleagues. And we sponsored a virtual leading uh, training for all of our 1100 leaders to think differently about how we engage folks in their new workplaces.
1: That's really good. And I think you're absolutely right there because if you think about it, if you were applying for a job and it said remote, you'd automatically feel just by the job title that, oh, I'm not really going to be part of the organization. I'm just going to be doing something on the side.
0: Right. And I also think it creates a mindset within leaders that, that perhaps that employee isn't a fully engaged employee. Mm -hmm. And I encourage leaders to think about how we engage those employees in in different ways. And it is an opportunity for organizations to uh, differentiate the value proposition of that virtual employment relationship.
1: So how can companies help establish work-life boundaries when people work from home?
0: You know, this is a fascinating uh, problem. I've experienced both virtual work and in-person work, of course, like many of us. And so I understand a lot about what goes on when you're at home, like many of us are, uh, completing virtual work. The boundaries really aren't there. There's a mix of activity Employees can run down and do the laundry like I did a little bit earlier today and still come back and be engaged uh, with the organization. And these boundaries are really important. Measurement of the work being completed in a way that you understand and the employee understands that they're doing good value for work that day. And if that relationship, those expectations are set, then the employee is going to be better able to set down their phone, their computer and get about their day and feel good about their day. And then the organization can easily say when it's measuring performance, yeah, this person did good work for value today.
1: Yeah. That's really insightful, especially creating the goals for the day. This is what we want to see by the end of the day or whatever it may be. gives a little bit more freedom, but also keeps people accountable.
0: Yeah, and it gives the employee the, the freedom to say, nope, I'm good. I did what I uh, committed to do for the organization. And we all feel good when we've accomplished things for our jobs and for the requirements that we need to get done. Okay. I would like to add that it's important that employees hear that from all levels of leaders in the organization. And part of that is a wellness message, is to reach out and, and share with folks that we understand the temptation of working all the time. But we're concerned about your personal health, your personal wellness, both physical and mental, and share that with folks openly. Encourage folks to you know, do walking meetings, even if that helps. I've done a few of those. Actually, the brain functions <laughs> at a higher level if the heart rate is just elevated just a little bit.
1: Can you share some of your client success stories with us?
0: Yeah. So the clients I'm engaged with right now, I have an executive coaching uh, client in Oregon. Spending time with that executive leader and thinking about his whole person and how he engages with his team members and with the organization as a whole. That's been exciting. Also working with organizations that are very interested in transforming their performance review process. So (laughs) we've all experienced interesting performance reviews. Their successes and in many instances, their failures. So I'm helping those organizations think about how to do performance reviews differently and engaging with employees throughout the year.
1: If you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be?
0: I really, as I look back on my corporate career, I looked back and I've thought about all the different lived experiences that I've had with different organizations and different teams. And in some of those spots, you know, you're know, you in those, those situations. You're like, why, w- why am I going through this? <laughs> and at the time, you're like, gosh, this is not great. I, I really wish I wasn't here at this particular moment. And what I share with myself as I coach myself is, is, is I share, I say to myself, Kevin, you're here for a reason. You might not know particularly what that reason is at this this point in time, but to stay curious and to think about, okay, how do we manage through this interesting scenario or interesting situation. So if you're going down a road and you're like, Oh, you know, you have to check your principles and your values and say, okay, should I really be engaged in this? activity?"
1: Yeah, definitely. So what do you think your truth has been that has gotten you th- this far in your journey?
0: So this is the advice I've been giving for 20 years to managers. I, I share it with my, my children is that it's really important to, as you engage in things, to to think about where you're at in that particular situation. Are you leaning backwards? Are you standing up straight? Are you leaning forwards? Or are you all the way toppled over? And what I ask folks to think about is if you're standing up straight, you're easily to be tipped over. Of course, if you're leaning backwards, you're really trying to get away from the particular situation and you're not likely to perform at all likely to make things worse. So how do we get into that leaning forward stance in order to be proactively engaged in what's around us and what's in front of us?
1: If there are individuals that are listening that would love to work with you, what is the best way to contact you?
0: Oh, thanks, Amy. The best way to contact me is uh, through my website, at www, Of course, K-B-Dull, K-B-D-U-L-L, uh, dot com. Uh, there's a link on there to message me through that. Uh, the second option is to connect with me through uh, LinkedIn.com.
1: Perfect. I'll put all those links down below. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise today.
0: Amy, this has been a pleasure.
1: Yes, definitely. And if you're listening, you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone. Mm-hmm.